0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everyone, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. I'm excited because football, there's only one more sleep, people, and then we have football. But before we get to football, we've got to talk about what we're going to see on Thursday. What did we see at the practice? And there's some things, some rumors out there about receivers at practice. I got to cut those down. We'll do that next on The Ron Johnson Show.
1: Locked on Sports Minnesota podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now The Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth. Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now.
0: Hey everyone, it's Ron Johnson and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. It's a beautiful Wednesday before a great Thursday. Birds are chirping, sun's out, no rain, clear skies. So the Vikings are going to have a nice little uh, early day before they head off to Seattle to face the Seahawks. And in Minnesota, it's going to be 9 p.m. people, so get your rest tonight. Because tonight is the most crucial rest before game day. Even though you might not care about game day, it is preseason, but we care because there's a lot of things within this offense and defense that Sam's going to point out that we're going to get the chance to see tomorrow night. But before we do this and bring Sam X to the show, people want everybody to know, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Just make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com backslash locked on to get started today. Remember, you got these early parlays and there's some preseason bets. Let I me mean, say it louder, preseason bets. You can make some preseason bets. Why not? Make the preseason game even more fun. But again, these early season parlays, Daniil Hunter, 10 or more sacks. Come on now, people. Jump on the train before it goes too high. But let me bring Sam extra to the show. It, the Vikings had a night practice. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call it that. It was a night, look at us, walk through. the, the And again, I think people forget this. The, the day before a game is a walkthrough, and the day before the day before the game is kind of like a full speed walkthrough, and that's what we kind of got the, the receivers were running routes in 707 uh the dbs were in coverage but it was really like let's not get some of these stars hurt tonight for these fans and do too much the fireworks went off without a hitch there was no rain so they were able to shoot the fireworks off my kids actually got to come um i think thank you to the minnesota vikings um for 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 getting my family some tickets Uh, i do work for the ven so i appreciate that um i appreciate you guys paying me but also appreciate the uh the tickets that that was that was a good time to have them out there they got a chance to see the players uh Mm -hmm. of the day they got to walk off on the field to go back to the car uh so my daughter brought two of her friends from school so they were really excited and had a good time um but i will say it was it was very lackluster But here's where I picked up as an analyst. I started to notice Kevin O'Connell putting stuff together. One, I'm going to tweet the video out. There's 3 Ron Johnson on Twitter, but I'm going to tweet the video out. It was cool to see Kevin O'Connell coaching up the receivers. I don't think I've ever seen Mike Zimmer ever coach up the receivers, so it was kind of cool to see that. Two, you saw Jordan Addison, Jalen Rager, and um, Brandon Powell. Oh. So you saw Brandon Powell, uh, Jalen Rager, and Jordan Addison. And so I feel like those three are kind of who he's thinking is going to start going into this first game. We know Jordan Addison is going to make the team. Come on now. It's a lot. Next up, you got Brandon Powell and Jalen Rager. Well, Jalen Naylor, as we talked about, it's a lot of Jalens, a lot of the the, the Ager, Naylor, Rager. It's going to throw us off until they cut one of them. (laughs) And I'm guessing it's going to be Rager, and this is why. Brandon Powell looks very confident and twitchy. I will say Jalen Rager with just the judge machine, he did the catch one ball, two ball, three ball, four, then tried to catch a fifth ball, didn't do it. Uh, dropped them all on the floor. Ah, there we go. There's a little nursery rhyme. A little nursery, nice rhyme, little nursery the, rhyme, yeah. For the, for the parents. I'll use that on my – my, yeah. my
1: toddlers will love it.
0: <laughs> one ball, two ball, three balls, four. Tried to catch the fifth ball, and they all ended up on the floor. When Jalen Rager ran down the field, we didn't know what to do. But then here comes Justin Jefferson doing what he do. <laughs> He's a poet. Oh, man. Ah, I didn't even know I it. I didn't even know it. Um, but when you, when you think about what, what, what we saw practice, I think that's the one key. I just saw the receivers. I also saw, and I got to dispel this rumor. I did, I did tease that. Let me get this out early. Luke Ron, locked on sports Minnesota analyst, um, sensationalist. Uh, He loves to tweet stuff out. Sometimes he just tweets stuff out to get people riled up. Uh, Sometimes he just tweets stuff because he's bored and his room is purple. I don't know. But he said there were two receivers that the Minnesota Vikings signed this week. And one looks uh, better than the other. But I'm not going to say. I'll let you guys figure out uh, which one. And then... I heard somebody else say, I got to get away from the beat writer. So I don't know. And Luke Bryan wasn't one of them because he wasn't up there. But Nikhil Harry started catching punts uh, with, with, with Rager, Addison, and Powell, and Thayer. Luke tweeted about this. But then somebody else I heard in the media room was like, oh, man, look at him catching punts. He's too big. He's way too big to be catching punts. And uh, so they were like, man, what, what are y'all talking about? Like, how's he got too big to catch punts? Like, look at what you guys look like. How can you say anybody's too big to catch punts and you guys haven't worked out and who God knows when? And so it's one of those things where people just like to create a storyline. So Luke Bronze was, um, you know, blah, blah. Guy looks better than him. And then he's like, but I'm not going to say which one. And then everybody's like, oh, some I think, what, Tyler or something? I don't know the guy's name. I was trying to find the exact other person. For- but Probably Fornis. Oh, is that who it is? Yeah. Yep. Tyler Forness, Uh ruined your tweet because he talked about uh, how good Jacob Copeland looked right above your tweet. Uh, so we ruined your tweet. We all know Jacob Copeland looks better than um, Nikhil Harry. I would, like to, uh, I would like to bring some evidence to the court, Sam, on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. On a Wednesday, Wisdom Wednesday. I would like to drop some wisdom on the people on a Wisdom Wednesday. I'd like to bring some evidence to the court, people. Exhibit A two diving catches last night by Nikhil Harry. Great footwork. Looks gigantic next to the other receivers. Jacob Copeland, people, one, you gave him 28. He's not going to keep 28. There's no way you let him wear Agent Peters' number during the football season. Copeland got 85. Seems like more of a number that they're going to keep. Still has nothing to do with it. Better player wins, whatever. I don't know if either of them make the roster, to be honest. Now, Copeland might make the practice squad because he's young, out of Maryland, so he could have a chance. Nikhil Harry has more of a, like, "Ah, you you really got to show us your worth keeping. Last night, the two diving catches alone. I'm like, man, this guy looks good. Uh, he gives them something that the other guys don't give him, which is size, body, uh, red zone. So I'm going to be watching Nikhil Harry as well in this preseason game in the red zone. I want to see what he's going to do. Because I think he can be a really good extra piece when you go four wides with Hawkinson in the middle. So five receivers spread out, four receivers, and then Hawkinson. And then I want to see what Nikhil Harry, because if he's one on one, I like Nikhil Harry on a fade stop. I like him on a fade jump ball. Like he's a big body. These other guys are not that. So, yeah. So, to all the uh, Jacob Copeland wearing shorts and a T-shirt, runs routes better than Nikhil Harry, stop that. Stop it right now. Jacob Copeland, when you put him in an actual seven-on-seven, does not look like, whoa. Running cones and all that stuff, great. There's some guys that are practice heroes. And then there's sometimes guys that are game-time zeros. Not saying Jacob Copeland is that, but please stop with that narrative of just cone drills. But Nikhil Harry looked good to me last night like again I said made two diving crowd pleasing catches so of course as a mm-hmm. coach you're like wait a minute what I got in this guy so I I'm going to see where he cuz like we know those three Addison, Brandon Powell, Copeland my guess is they'll get Addison out there maybe after a quarter or two and then Nikhil Harry maybe takes over in that group but it'll be interesting to see it in in game 2 will Nikhil Harry's at compared to Rager because if Harry uh, If Rager is below Nikhil Harry, then you kind of see like, wow, this this Nikhil Harry guy is moving up. And he only has two more weeks, basically three weeks to kind of prove, I think, the 29th they have to get the roster cut down. Uh, So it's about two weeks and some change to change their mind of where he should be, whether it's Rager or Harry. Uh, And again, I think Brandon Powell is your punt returner, but we'll see. Nikhil Harry back there catching punts. Also probably say, hey, coach, I can catch him if you want to keep me. So uh Jalen Naylor, I don't know what he can do with the punts, but he's out right now. Um, but then they said Jordan Addison's was back there as well. I don't know if you want to put a rookie back there, but I know he's done it in college. Um, but Sam, what did you see? Cause I know you saw some stuff with the defense.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I did. And, and also on Brandon Powell too, I asked Wes Phillips about him yesterday and, and he spoke glowingly about Powell. Remember he was with him in LA back in 2021. So they know oh, yeah. him a lot. And, and I he spoke really highly of him yesterday. Said he had a great camp so far. And I've noticed that. So I think Powell's in a great spot defensively, we got some some battles at linebacker right now, Ron, and it's not what you would expect. Ivan Pace hype train is out Mm -hmm. of control. I mean, Ivan Pace started camp with the twos. Okay, that was surprising enough. He's been working with the ones the -hmm. last couple of days. Brian Asamoah, strangely, has been kind of left out of the mix. On Monday, he was working with the twos. And then last night, he was not participating in team drills, even though he was suited up. I don't know if he was banged up. I don't know if it was disciplinary. I don't know what that was. But Ivan Pace was again with the ones, and they were scrambling in Troy Reader once in a while, Troy Die once in a while. Couldn't nail down the linebacker rotation at all, Ron. So mm. that tells me that there are spots up in the air. And even we saw Brian Asamoa, number one in the depth chart. We talked about that yesterday. But it was almost like Ivan Pace is in that mix as well. So I couldn't uh, – I can't figure out exactly what the order is at linebacker. And this might be a really important game against Seattle to help kind of determine where they're viewing certain guys, especially those young guys.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, it, the thing about linebacker too, maybe Asamoah, they know what they have in him. Maybe they just want to move guys in and say, like, if he can survive the speed of the ones – then he can definitely be on my twos, my, my, yeah. my special teams too. So I know coaches do do that because when they're down to the wire of like, I got to pick Ivan Pace Jr. over this guy, or I got to pick this guy over this guy. Um, often you don't want to just pick them because they kill it with the twos because we've seen guys do that and fail. Like kill it with the twos, you're killing the twos, you're killing the twos. But then when you it the ones, you choke. So maybe it's a like, hey, let's get him in there to see what they have in him um uh, because they're like man we really like this guy look like you said he looks really good the hype trains out there um so maybe it's one of those things of like yeah they know the hype trains out there too uh coaches are are what coaches are human like us they're seeing the same things we see in practice the same speed of play the same big time diving one-handed catches so they go back in the room and they're like who do we keep and and i think you know that could be a kevin o'connell request that could be a, uh, a brian flores request uh, where they're like hey put put this guy with the ones i want to see how he does Um, but again you'll see to the defense tomorrow night now again we're not going to see a lot of the brian flores like gimmicky stuff and and the cool spots where harrison smith's going to line up uh because i because i because i feel like the fit for him is going to be lining up all over the field like an ed reed uh so that's going to be fun to watch this year as well as cam bino moving around but when you think about Ivan Pace Jr., I think, you know, one, undersized, but like Zach Thomas-ish, you know, like could he be that guy? And so you won't know with the twos and threes because he'll probably dominate the threes. Like he'll dominate on the threes and look really good. He'll probably look really good with the twos. But then it's like let's see him with the ones. Let's see him with the guys that we know are going to be here, how fast they move, how fast they pick up my che- my, my checks, my changes, my calls. Um, you know, in the in the three, four defense the calls by those middle linebackers are very important, whether it's, you know, we're closing it right, which just means tight ends to the right. So I'm making the right our strong side or tight ends to their left. But our right right, we're making this the strong side or close it left when you're making that the strong side, because that's going to decide the defense to know, OK, this is the strong side. So now you're the wheel. He's the Mike. He's the um, Sam, blah, blah. You know, he's the Mo. Now you're this, you're that. And then let's go. I think they want to see when those calls are made, how does Ivan Pace deal with the speed at the ones? Because if he is on the 49 active, and like you said, the way the rotation with the linebackers have been going, he's going to have to play. And it's not going to be one of those you get to sit on the bench and just play special teams. He's going to play if they're doing this rotation. They probably have different uh, sets and looks. They probably the speed in which they want to play and how much they want to move pre-snap. Maybe they know guys are going to be a little bit winded on a long drive, so we got to have guys that can just run out and plug in and play. Um, so yeah so all of that will be fun to watch Thursday keep an eye on Ivan Pace keep an eye on kill Harry Jalen Rager and uh, Brandon Powell those are the three receivers I want to see I think we know we have in Josh Oliver they already know what they have in him and and some of those guys I think the backup tight ends uh, Nick Muse and all those guys that's going to be another one to keep an eye on who's the true third tight end uh, can anybody play their way up there or is this a Keep two tight ends active, and then maybe go with a CJ Ham as the third because he can go one by one off the tight end. Maybe that's that's the reason why he slimmed down and lost twelve pounds because he's going to be do- doing a little bit more tight end. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of pieces to this puzzle we have to figure out, but we won't know. We won't know until the Buccaneers walk into US Bank Stadium on a beautiful Sunday morning, Sam, and the, the omelets are being cracked. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the skull line is warming up. Uh, the hammer guy is dusting off his hammer to get ready for the skull chant it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun but then we'll know who's on this roster we'll, we'll know august 29th but we'll really know who they plan to use how this defense plans look for the bucks game uh, but i'm ron johnson sam maxtum we'll be back because we have to talk about this upcoming game we need to just i mean we're gonna dive into like what we can look for on thursday night uh what we're looking forward to thursday night and can anything be figured out in the first game but again We'll be back after this. We have a word from our sponsors.
1: FanDuel Sportsbook brings you today's show. By the way, Vikings are four-and-a-half-point underdogs in that preseason game if you want to get in on the action. Plus 160 to win. Might be a nice, juicy money line number there for you, but it's all about football right now at FanDuel. Football's kicking off. FanDuel's giving you the chance to win all season long. So take a look at those Super Bowl futures. Make a bet on a future Super Bowl winner, and then you will be given bonus bets every time that team wins in the regular season. So last year, if you'd bet the Vikings to win the Super Bowl, you could have gotten 13 bonus bets back along the way as the Vikings won 13 games during the season. You can use those bonus bets on the NFL season. Spreads, player props, over-unders, and plenty more. FanDuel.com slash locked on the website. Fanduel.com slash locked on start earning bonus bets today with America's number one sports book and check out Fanduel make
0: every moment more. Well, Sam, I I was talking, talk about Thursday night game. You you got the, the Seattle Seahawks, Geno Smith's not going to play. I'm guessing either. Uh, But you got the Seattle Seahawks versus the Minnesota Vikings. These games have always actually been pretty interesting uh, because it seems like they had run into each other a lot. The last couple of years. You had the DK Metcalf, Cam Dancler, debacle. You had the Alexander Madison game. Uh, it's just been a lot of moments with Seattle. You had the Alexander Madison, just give me give me one yard. Give me one yard and we win. Just one score. Foot. Just God. a foot. And he couldn't do it. Was it a score? Or first down. He was trying to score, right? It was oh, no it was a first fourth down. and one. Fourth and, fourth and one.
1: one. They could have kicked a field goal, gone up by eight, I think,
0: and they yep. chose to go for it to win the game. Yeah could have could have and that's just analytics we always talked about that like mike zimmer should have used an analytics guy and not just his gut uh because analytics guy would have said go up by eight force them to score and a two-point conversion you the numbers are your like in your favor even if they the worst that can happen is a tie if you do that Mm -hmm. so i think the analytics would have said kick the field goal because the worst that could happen is a tie if you try to score the worst that could happen is what happened, a loss. But when they go to Seattle, um, again, it's a long trip. It's a late game for us. Um, so it's 9 o'clock in, in Minneapolis. Probably won't be done till midnight, so I don't know how many people are going to stick around to watch the threes um, <laughs> at, at 11 p.m. I am going to have to. Um, we have to get up Friday morning and talk about the game. Um, I also have to cover the Vikings show on Vikings game day, so I have to, to kind of watch it so I can talk about it the next week. Like, hey, this would happen in Seattle – Here's what I'm looking forward to against the uh, the Titans. Um, so, so it should be a fun game just to get some football back. Just to get some football back, see the guys out there running around, uh, see if Brian Flores' base defense is a little bit more uh, oomph, oomph to it. Uh, than Ed Donatels, a little bit more flash to it than Ed Donatels, a little bit more flying around the field to it than Ed Donatels. That's what we want to see. That's the measuring stick because everybody I talked to, I talked to Mike Morris last night, I talked to Randall McDaniel last night, and everybody has the same sentiment. This team can be really good because they have Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins. They have Jordan Addison. I'm excited to see him. They have TJ Hawkinson, one of the best tight ends in the NFL, who's probably looking for a new contract right now because it seems like he keeps leaving practice uh after warm-ups so i don't know what's going on there uh but maybe he's looking for a new contract maybe they are working on a new one for him maybe i'm guessing we're going to hear some news about that soon uh tj hawkinson is signed an extension with the minnesota vikings for five years it's going to start paying him out next year because we don't have any money this year uh but it's going to give him whatever guaranteed six million dollars this year seven i don't know what he's making this year seven eight million dollars this year and then he'll get paid after that. But I know I've seen him walk off a couple of times uh, after warmups, which usually means contract. Um, hey, I'm here, but hey, that's all you're getting out of me. Until you guys figure out if you're going to pay me or not. Um, but it's been quiet. I will say that the Vikings has done a great job keeping that one quiet because you haven't had a lot of turmoil. And uh, are you going to keep Kirk? Are you gonna do, like nobody's asking about TJ Hawkinson, but I did. Somebody pointed that out to me. A fan asked me, hey, why TJ Hawkinson keep? Like, why do, Why is he being leaving? Maybe it's money. But. When you look at the other side of this team, what, what can they be? Mike Morris, John Randall, or Randall McDaniel. sorry, all said this. It's up to Brian Flores. They said it's up to Brian Flores. Daniel Hunter should be going forward, not backward, in his 3-4. So hopefully DeMarcus wears this thing and not TJ Watt. Go after the quarterback as much as possible. But what else can this defense do? You know, what else can this defense mm-hmm. do? What What can Brian Flores scheme? Because you do have lesser players than last year. I think you had some bigger names last year as far as the cornerbacks go, linebackers go, defensive line. But you do have a better scheme. And sometimes scheme wins over just overall talent. Because in the NFL, quarterbacks are getting better and better. So your overall talent just can't beat their overall talent because these guys are great too. Your mind. Like think about the offensive coordinators that have dominated. You're like, how are they? Like, Like when the Titans were killing it. Arthur, Arthur Smith was doing a great job of pre-stat motions. That's why he got the head coaching job with the, with the with the Falcons. Um, some people just have a mindset. Belichick and his defense, he just had a mindset. So I'm interested to see what, what Brian Flores can bring to this game. We're not gonna see a ton, but the things that I'm looking forward, Sam, too, or like we talked about in the first, it's the receivers. But I really, I'm really gonna be staring at Jalen Rager because I think Jalen Rager uh by default is the lower man on the totem pole because you've been here and we know what we have in you. We don't know what we have in Brandon Powell in this offense, but we know what we have in you. We've seen you under fire, under pressure against the Colts. We've seen you run the wrong route numerous times. We've seen you stop running and Kirk throwing the ball anyway. So there's a lot to that too where um, that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And we almost – I forgot kind of like I didn't – and then Netflix reminded us all of what happened. So. I, I'm I'm interested to see like and, and then the quarterback Nick Mullins like who's his target Does he go to Jordan Asin a ton Are the coaches kind of feeding him like Hey keep an eye on Asin on this play because you can talk up to 15 seconds or when the or until the center touches the ball at the line of scrimmage and it's a actual lineup So he can say like you know um, All right here we go Nick here we go Nick Z over Z over We're gonna go trips left trips left Zorro, Z over X under H-flat, and, and, and keep an eye on Addison here. All right, on three. You know, so that, that's the one thing where he might do that. Like, keep an eye on Addison here. Or, hey, 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 don't forget, you got Brandon Powell in the deep post on this one. We got 383, 383, Y choice? And we, we, we got, you, got, you got Brandon Powell. Like, I could see him doing that. And so if Nick Mullins is getting that, maybe that's where he kind of starts to go. We'll, we'll see that trend. Because we always pick that up every preseason. We're always like, man, look at the chemistry between these two. And then, of course, people start saying, like, oh, Nick Mullins might be a good starter. Shut up. Um, <laughs> it's Kirk Cousins. But, you know, that's, that's what Minnesota fans do. It's always like we love, to, we love to love the receiver that gives us 100 yards in the preseason game and talk about how great they can be in this offense. And maybe, but not the quarterback. We know it's Kirk Cousins. Uh, but I don't know, Sam, what, what, when you look at this game, yep. what, are you, what are you looking for?
1: Okay, so the 2022 draft class. 10 guys in that draft class. And I think, <clears throat> excuse me, wow. I think they are all playing for something tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Lewis Seen, trying oh. to, 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 you know, he's probably going to be the fourth safety, but mm-hmm. getting reps. He hasn't had game reps since week four of last year. Andrew Booth, mm-hmm. trying to prove he can stay healthy, you know, trying to prove that he can uh, be considered a starter at some point. Ed Ingram, I think, got to bounce back from last year. Brian Asamoah, don't know if he'll play. Mentioned he, he didn't practice last night. A um, Caleb Evans, he may not play either. But then de mayo has got to play for that rotation. Mm. Ty Chandler trying to to be a backup. Uh, Viderian Lowe trying to be a swing tackle. Jalen mm-hmm. Naylor again might not play due to injury. But uh, and then Nick Muse trying to make the roster as a tight end. Like all of them that will be playing, have something big to play for, I think. So all those second-year guys are entering huge seasons for their careers, and it starts tomorrow night against Seattle. So I'm going to keep my eye on those seven, eight guys, whoever, you know, a couple guys might not be playing. Um, Evans might not play because he's a starter, but I think a lot of them will, and a lot of them have uh, a lot to play for, a lot on the line.
0: Yeah, the one I forgot, and and we'll see how much he plays, Ed Ingram. I think that's another one because we keep talking about like yep. these veteran guys visiting and, and who, you know, will, that might be part of this. That might be part of this. Like, let's see how much Ed Ingram gives them early. And then if they're not happy, like in these next game or two, you might see a guard signing and they might go ahead and pull the trigger on a, on a free agent guard out there uh, that's visited the facility. Uh, because, hey, I mean, we, we had what Randall McDaniel said this. He said, the guard is the hardest position to learn it's one of the hardest positions to jump into and be a star. But over time, the quicker you learn it, the better you become. Everybody can't be Zach Martin, but look at the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are like saying, okay, we're just going to move on from Zach Martin. Like what? Like what's going on over there? You know, like these owners, like it's not just the running backs. It's all players now being disrespected. Like, yeah, all right, we're we're just going to move. And then this this is where Jerry Jones went too far. Have you seen that quote? About Zach Martin and they're moving on from him? No. He said, he said, because you know, when players get hurt, we just got to move on. Like, what? Like, dude just wants money. He's one of the best guards in the NFL. And you're now going to the whole like next man up mentality. Like, why are these owners being so callous with their words? Like more owners, like more owners need to watch Ziggy Wilf. He says nothing. They need to watch Mark Wilf, his son. He's prepared to speak. His brother. Just his brother, bothering. sorry, not his son. Yeah. His brother. He's prepared yeah. to speak. These other owners, not all of them too, but Ursay and Jerry Joe, they just say whatever. And I, and I get it. You're a billionaire. You can do that. It's your team. You can do that. You could tell everybody I hate you. And they're still probably going to have to play for you. But why? Why? You could choose so much. You could choose so many great words to pick these guys up. But you choose to do that. But again, we got this game coming up Vikings versus Seahawks. Looking forward to it tomorrow night. Finally, some actual football, which means we're two more games away from real football and the real roster. Uh, but I'm Ron Johnson, SM Extra and Everybody to know Sirius XM is a proud partner of Locked On Sports Minnesota. You can have the SXM app on your phone just by going to your app market and downloading the SXM app. And the Twins. For all you Minnesota sports fans, the Twins are visiting the Detroit Tigers once again tonight at 540. Catch every pitch of the Hometown Broadcast on the SXM app. Just search Twins. Well, now it's time for the Daily 3. That's three questions, about 30 seconds each, maybe a minute each today. We, we got time. Third, uh, about a minute each. Take it away, Sam.
1: All right, Ron. I found this interesting. So, Eric Bieniemy is the new offensive coordinator in Washington, leaving mm-hmm. from Kansas City. Used to be in Minnesota, obviously. And, uh, there were reports yesterday, and Ron Rivera addressed this, saying that players are concerned about Eric Bienemy's intensity during practice. Mm-hmm. And Bienemy said, I'm not going to change. Rivera said, he's probably not going to change. You're going to have to deal with this. But what do you make of that getting out in, in public? A lot, a lot of layers here. Number one, Rivera talking about it in public. Number two, players being bothered by it. Number three, enemy saying he's not going to change. What do you make of that whole situation?
0: Well, it's, it's tough when you go from an organization who is really like, not coddling the players, but trying to get the best out of the players and making a bad situation, uh, trying to flip it around when you have an ownership group that you're like, oh, these guys are not great, uh, we got to figure this out. Uh, so there might have been just a different coaching style. Eric enemy though, nobody's ever said he was easy. That was the issue uh with him getting a head coaching job people were saying Mm -hmm. he's loud he's mean he's this this is where i go with this And, and nothing against it bill belichick i'm guessing is the same and nobody and i'm not making this about race but bill belichick is the same nobody's ever said anything about bill belichick mike tomlin um i'd say is the same but he wins, and that's the difference. You have to show and prove. You can't just come in being a hard ass and not win. And I think maybe, but he's won with the Kansas City Chiefs, but he doesn't get the credit as Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. So I think Eric B. Enemy is just Eric B. Enemy, and he, he wants to get the best out of the guys. But at the end of the day, dude, you're millionaires getting asked to do something a little bit hard, and somebody saying in a hard way, like, "Come on, man, get this, get this done. We got to get this done." Like, okay. Why, why are we, why do we need everything to be so great and so like flowery and it's so beautiful and I just want everybody to like me, like why? Like, he's just trying to coach you up, and he's doing it the best way he knows how. He doesn't dislike you. I know Mike Tomlin is really good with the players, like Ryan Clark brought that up. Uh, who else do we have on the show from the Pittsburgh Steelers that talked about that? Uh, uh, Ryan was Mundy. Ryan Mundy. Ryan Mundy. Yep, Ryan Mundy talked about that as well, that Mike Tomlin uh, was a player's coach, but he would get in your ass in a minute. Um, that's, that's the difference. I think Eric V. might get in their tail a little bit, but maybe he hasn't created that rapport yet. And uh, I'll, uh, I always looked at it. Somebody told me like it's like a bank account. Uh, you gotta when you yell at a player and you're asking them to do something, you're making a withdrawal. You're withdrawing from that player. Like I need, I need this out you. Let me get this out you. And that's what people say. Let me get this out you. So I'm taking it from you. But if you haven't made any deposits into that person, that's negative now. So now you're having a negative balance, which is a negative reaction, and the, it becomes negative. And I think that's what's going on. He hasn't built rapport with these players yet, and he hasn't paid into them. He hasn't been nice enough to them he hasn't had conversations or lunch with them yet and then he's just out there like come on man get this done bubba. you gotta be here like i told you two like i told you two yards outside the numbers why are you not two yards outside the numbers come on man you know and then when he's yelling guys are like man i don't even know this guy why is he yelling at me like this yeah you can just talk to me but that's the difference though it's like it's a different era when i play you got yelled at you got screamed at but it was also part of the game We know it's just football. It's just a coach trying to get the best out of you. Everybody's not a Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy was a soft talker. Tony Dungy would not yell at you from across the field. That's why I'm not making it about race, because there's different styles of coaches regardless of race. I just think it's Eric Enemy has not gotten the respect and the rumors from before saying he was a hard ass and saying he was tough to work with and saying that he was this. It's just, it is what it is. That's what he is. But maybe it works for certain programs. Maybe there's guys that need a little kick in the butt. But I don't know. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I I don't know. Do you think think guys get yelled at in college like they used to? Like, do you think they get to the pros and are they shell-shocked? Or do you think that college culture is still kind of loud and brash from a
0: coach? No, I think NIL and the transfer portal has changed that. Coaches can't just – you can't just go off on kids no more because they'll leave. And coaches know that now. So you kind of got to, like, hold their hand a little bit. Uh, be a little nicer to them because if you yell and in, in disrespect and make them do stuff and, and treat them like crap and call them names. Back in the day, transferring was an absolute nightmare. You had to get a release. You had to uh, uh there was no portal. Like there was you like there was no way for people to know you were transferring. We didn't have social media to just be able to tweet out, I got three years left here <laughs> and I'm out here in this market. And then all these other people that, that follow you knew you were a four-star, they can see you. That doesn't happen anymore. Like now you transfer. You got to get put out there on the wire. Coaches have to be checking to see if they re- can recruit you, and do your transfer, your credit transfer. It's just different. So, no, I don't think college kids deal with what we used to when we played because the NIL on the transfer portal has made coaches have to be a little bit nicer.
1: Yeah, maybe a little culture shock then when yeah. they so uh, they go uh, to the
0: NFL. In. Yeah, you're used to somebody holding your hand, and here's lunch, and here's breakfast, and here's dinner, and we're gonna have fun today. We're gonna create this culture, and then they get to the NFL. They're like, dude, you're a pro. You're a grown man. Get the, you got a deadline. Get it done. Mm-hmm. Like you to get it done. I'm going to get somebody that can do it for you. College doesn't really do that anymore.
1: Uh, next question. Teddy. Met, except, for,
0: except for Nick Saban. Because I know some people be like, oh, Nick Saban. I bet. Nick Saban probably does do that. But other than that, I don't think a lot more do it.
1: Yeah, I think you're right about that. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater in the news. He signed with the Detroit Lions to mm-hmm. be their backup quarterback. Ron, is the window closed? For Teddy Bridgewater, to ever be a starter or compete for a starting job in this league?
0: I, I would have said no. I mean, sorry, I would have said yes, it is close, because it's just it's one of those things where there's more rookies come in, older guys just keep getting pushed out. But Geno Smith showed the world mm-hmm. that there's life after death, and you might have a death sentence, and people might be like it might be hard to get to on the field again and on a team. Jared Goff hasn't been the healthiest at times. So, you know, who knows what happens there? That offensive line might make a mistake. Teddy Bridgewater's in now. But, no, I I think like Geno Smith showed the world, Teddy Bridgewater can end up somewhere that needs a quarterback, like Washington maybe if Sam Howell's not the guy. Um, There's a few places. uh, If the the Titans decide to move on from Tannehill, the the, the Cardinals and Kyler Murray, who knows what's going to happen there? Um, Are they going to be able to get Caleb Williams? If not, like was that look like? Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater still has a chance. Like, I think he still might be able to compete for a job somewhere for some team that has maybe a young quarterback and he's not too sure what he has in this guy. Uh, so, no, I don't think it's close. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think it would have to be a Case Keenum situation where he is a backup, but an injury forces him into action and he gets a long stretch. He gets, like, 12 games where he goes 8-4 and four, and then someone gives him an opportunity the following year like Keenum had. I, it's not going to come in free agency if he doesn't do anything to, to, to prove that he can still play at a high level. like He's right. going to need a break at some point um, to get that opportunity. So I hope he does well um, in Detroit. Last one, Hard Knocks mm-hmm. premiered on Tuesday night. I came back from night practice and I watched it. Ron, are you planning to watch Aaron Rodgers, Robert Sala, and the Jets this season on Hard Knocks?
0: No, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I don't have time i have i've started too many shows i've been watching like intel on, on, on paramount big brothers about to start coming on like i just don't have time It's too many it's too much stuff out there uh but i will like i said if it's on and I is it hbo what is it what are the air hbo yep. yeah so if it's if, if like it, my hbo i've cut it on and off like i don't really watch too much movie stuff like that like i watch basic t- i still watch like old fresh prince of bel-air episodes and martin Uh, living single, friends. Like, I just keep random stuff in the background. So uh, maybe if it's on and I just happen to see HBO is lit because it's just they gave me the free three months. You know, they always give you that free three months at HBO. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe, but no, I'm not like it's not appointment TV for me. I'm not super like I'm gonna I'm basically gonna just watch the clips on to on Twitter because you know everybody's gonna start posting clips and stuff like oh look look at Sauce Gardner and Aaron Rodgers handshake like they act like they're smoking and then they put it out on dude's head yeah, yeah I saw that I already yeah. saw that on Twitter yeah or no actually I saw the reporter that videotaped it um and put it out there so you so he put it out there to the world before Hard Knocks could even do it but yeah they're 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 smoking is there are they smoking a joint is that what it is. Ayahuasca, like, what are they?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't pretend to be a joint versus cigarette versus ayahuasca expert, but uh, yeah, they're smoking something,
0: yeah. Because I feel like cigarette is kind of like the two fingers, that's more like the joint, so I feel like it's like a boom. They both hit a piece, and it's it's legal in New York, so who cares? They both hit the joint and then they put it out on their teammates' face and shoulder pad (laughs) and (laughs) hair. I don't know what that is, but whatever it takes to be friends, fine. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to catch the, the Twitter clips and people talking about, you know, Oh, look at this interview with Aaron Rodgers and how he slams, uh, whatever. Look at Aaron Rodgers talking about Nathaniel hack and how great he is, you know, and going right back at, uh, the different Broncos coach. Yeah. I'm gonna catch all that stuff on Twitter or Zeet, whatever it is, or, or X, X, but people are like, is it a Zeet now? It's not a tweet. It's a Zeet. Um, so <laughs> X E E T. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody was like, "Look at this Zet," and I was like, "What?" And I was like, "Oh, tweet." I'm like, "That's still stupid." Weird. Um,
1: <laughs> I will say so, that no. um, Aaron Rodgers is still the most person interesting person on the screen. Like, okay. he just is inherently he he's cerebral. Like, he's a thinker, and he is kind of got quick wit about him. He's fun to watch, even though he's kind of weird. Robert Sala through one episode, very very generic. Very, yeah. like, sanitized. I didn't feel like we got a lot from him. Maybe we will as the show goes on.
0: I think but... we knew that, though. I think we knew that going into this. If solo was kind of boring.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, I like the coordinators a lot more. Hackett was actually pretty good.
0: Yeah. he's. I mean, he's not fighting for his life because they said he did a hack job. So now he's got to show his personality in case he because, you know, he wants to get another job. He doesn't want right. to be on the streets forever. But, man, it was a good show today, Sam. I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow. We had a great week. For those that have not seen the interview, please go back and check BJ Cunningham. He has some great stuff to say about Kirk Cousins. Also about this Big Ten alliance with UCLA, USC, Oregon, and Washington. Please check that out. Uh, just go back and watch the show from yesterday. You can check out all of our content as well on Instagram. Uh, and you can see all of our videos on YouTube. Remember, YouTube is the best place to watch, as well as Amazon Fire and your Roku device. If you want to listen, you got iTunes, Spotify, or her Media app, and, of course, the SXM app on SiriusXM. You can also get Locked On Sports Minnesota there where you can find the Ron Johnson Show. I'm Ron Johnson, SMX. Remember, people, we're going to be bringing you all the biggest news. We're going to be bringing you all the headlines from these games, the press conferences when these coaches start, and then as players start getting cut because it's, it's about to start happening now. So you're going to see players get released, players get picked up. We're going to try to bring you some of that if it makes sense. Honestly, I'm not going to talk about the guy that got cut that nobody knew was playing because uh, that's not worth our time. But we will talk about the guys that like are important, like if Nikhil Harry happens to get cut, if Jalen Rager happens to get cut, we will discuss that on the show and let you guys know what we think about it. Uh, but again, have a great rest of your week and enjoy some football tomorrow, people. Grab some popcorn, have some early dinner, sit back and at least watch a quarter or two of the Minnesota Vikings. Have a good one.